Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil and I are back again, and this time we're going to spend some time on RMDs because they're confusing to yes. a lot of people. Most of us, Phil, know what RMDs are, so we'll right. do that real fast just to kind of clarify. But I really want to kind of break down some information a little bit further. And it's something it. you don't want to mess up. So yeah. I'm doing good. Well, doing good. Love a summer. So yeah, definitely. And that's a great point. Um, something we don't want to mess up because it's hefty. You know, we've yeah. talked about that. That's like the high level stuff we've definitely covered before, I yeah. think, in past episodes. But um, I really just kind of wanted to spend some time on on helping folks understand this a little better because there is a lot to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, you guys get questions around this stuff all the time. So I thought, hey, this could be a good way to go. Um, did you enjoy your trip, by the way, before we get started? Yeah, that yeah, was good. Yeah. It's always good to get away. Our uh, two week camping up in Higgins Lake. So nice. Nice. It was nice. Uh, Very relaxing, which is exactly good. what that vacation always is. So. That's the point, right? Yep. yep. Then you could come back and talk about RMDs. That's right. Dig back into it again. That's so. right. All right. So let's talk. We're going to break this into kind of two major um, uh, pieces, I suppose. So okay. RMD yep. on your own account will be one. And then okay. RMDs on inherited accounts will be yep. another. So yeah, two totally start, separate rules. So, two separate yep. rules, right? So let's start with our own accounts. As I mentioned, many people feel know um, that the RMDs were moved from that goofy seventy and a half yeah. to seventy two, which was great. That At least it's a, a, a you know single year now, not a half it, year. So it's a simple number. You're not now yeah. figuring out the weirdness of your birthday. Was I born oh, in June or July? Or, right. No, yeah. Um, exactly. So this was changed uh, in nineteen at the end of nineteen, like really at the end of nineteen. Right. Uh, yep. Going into twenty uh, with the Secure Act. So break down for us a little bit about uh, either the RMDs and uh, on your own account. Right. So it's, um, again, the, the new rules are if you were not 70 and a half by December 31st of 2019, okay. then now you flip to the 72 is your right. RMD age. You know, right. so if, if you were, unfortunately, were 70 and a half by that December of 19, mm. you're under the old age and, and that's, you had to start with RMDs. If not, um, you're uh, now with 72. Yeah. So, and that's pretty basic. That's really how it works for IRAs, um, IRAs, SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, all kind right. of fall within one. Right. Um, qualified plans like 401ks, 403bs, they're a little bit different. Um, it's going to be that RMD age, the later of that, or your date of retirement. So if you're still working for the, the employer, okay, um, and it's only the 401k for the employer you're working for, and that's key. It's not all 401k. So if you've retired and have some old 401ks that you haven't rolled over, that's a whole other discussion we should have. But if you have that, those you would still have to take RMDs on. Um, gotcha. But it's only gotcha. for the current employer unless uh, um, you're more than a 5% owner. So, I mean, if it's your company oh. Okay. Oh, okay. and you're still working, yeah. then even though you're still working at R that RMD age, now you have to take RMDs. So the IRS knows yeah, the game. Right. It's like, well, okay, you control the company. So yeah. you, know, you, can, you can't continue to work, you know, quote unquote. Yeah, I didn't even so think you, about you, that. You can I was, avoid the yeah. RMD age. So that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up for our business owners uh, that listen to it because, yeah, many yep. times people <clears throat> just kind of think about it. Well, okay, I work for the company, you know, I'm at Ford or whatever, or GM or yep. something I've got. 
Uh, and, and I also noticed that it's a little known thing there that it actually the same rules that apply to RMDs, which uh, again, required minimum distribution. You have to take the money out at 72 right. of your IRA because the government's been waiting for 40 years or whatever it is. They right. want the yep. tax cut. That applies also to Roth 401ks. Yeah. And that's a little trick that, or that's a little, a little caveat, I guess most people don't understand or realize yeah. is that a Roth IRAs, you do not have an RMD on, um, right. but a, a Roth, Roth IRA. 401k right. or right. 403b. Um, a qualified plan, if the money is left in the plan, then you do have an RMD on it. Yeah. So let's, so, let's clarify that again real quick. So right. if you have a tradition, if you have not a traditional, excuse me, if you have a Roth IRA, right. RMD rules do not apply because you're paying the tax going in. Correct. Right? Where yep. but a Roth 401k, you do have the RMD rules. Yes. If it still is in the 401k. So, I mean, the easiest solution with that is roll it out of the 401k into a Roth IRA. Now you don't have that. Now you don't you have know, that. So that, that might apply. Let's say um, you have some old 401ks, right? Okay. All right. And it has Roth in it. If you leave it there, now you have to take an RMD on the Roth component of that 401k. Okay. Right. So it's a, a great reason not to leave it in the 401k, not to leave it. Yeah. get it into an IRA. Um, therefore, you don't have to now take RMDs or you, the owner. And it's a whole other scenario. You get into beneficiaries, which we'll talk about again in the, okay. Okay. In the next step. So, But I wanted to clarify that little quirk yep. in there as well. So I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure we touched on that. So let's talk about the, the beginning date. Okay. So I, I don't know. The easiest way, let's just keep it with 72, right? Since that's sure. the rule or whatever. But like how, like when do we have to do this by um, is what's some just specifics around, let's make sure we get this done. Cause as we mentioned, sure. it's a 50 penalty, it's 50%. Yeah. 50% yeah. of anything you miss. You don't want to miss it. So, miss it, so. so the first year you're required to take a distribution. So you, you'll say you turned to 72 this year. So right. technically this year you have to take a distribution. The required beginning date though, is April 1st of the year following your first year or the year you turned 72. Okay. So let me, let me clarify for a second. So just like make sure I got people straight. So if you turn 72 this year, so let's mm-hmm. say in May, you got to get it done by the end of the year. Right. But you have technically, technically but, until. Yes. yes. So, which and that sense. only applies the first year though. Okay. And that, cause so, that makes sense. Cause people sometimes say, well, my birthday's in December. How do I get that done? Right. That's, yeah. Okay. So I mean, if your birthday's on December 31st, well, yeah, technically you are 72 this year. Right. You have to take an RMD. Well, the first year you have until April 1st. So gotcha. there's some planning opportunity. We use this a lot with clients where even if they're turning 72 this year, especially if we're doing Roth conversions, we can delay this year's RMD till next year. Okay. Giving us one more year without an RMD where we can do conversions and control income a little better. But then do you have to do two the next year? Yes. The caveat with it ah. is next year, now you have two. Because you okay. have the April 1st distribution that really applies for the previous year and yeah. for that year. So 2023, in our case, you have to take an RMD. Once you get started, it's just annually. Then, and it, right. Exactly. Once you've started it every year, you have to take it. It has to be done by December 31st. They don't care when you do it. You can do January, December, equally throughout the year. They don't really care. Okay, it has so- to be done by the end of the year. That brings up a good point. So, is it a one-time thing or do you have to just satisfy the total number? over? It's the just the number. Year? Yeah. You can, however you want to do it, okay. it is really up to you. So, so if it's 10 grand, just for hypothetical mm-hmm. in the course of the calendar year, make sure that you're requ- you're pulling out at least 10 grand from your IRA. Correct. 
Okay. Yep. Okay. So how do they calculate it? So, and this is again, where it gets a little bit quirky. So it depends on the type of an account it is. Um, if it's IRAs, whether you have one or 10, it really doesn't matter. The IRS views it as one. They aggregate the accounts is how you have to look at it. So oh, okay. add, up, add up the value of all your IRA accounts gotcha. and how the RMD gets calculated is, again, if you were 72 this year, figuring out what your 2022 RMD is, we look at the value of those IRAs on December 31st for the year prior. So December gotcha. 31st of 2021. And then based on the life expectancy, your life expectancy, we go to the uniform life table, uh, which again was updated for 2022. So distribution right. starting this year or beyond, they've updated the table. So they extended it, okay. um, meaning they've increased life expectancy, lowered RMDs just slightly. Uh, but lowered you would- the percentage amount. Yep, effectively. Okay. Yeah, because the, the the table is is a life expectancy factor. It's not a, um, a percentage. Okay. Um, but then you look at the table, you would take the value of the account last year, December 31st, divided by that life expectancy factor, and that gives you the dollar amount you have to take. Gotcha. So in our example, if we had 10 IRAs, personally, how we do it, I just, I've got a spreadsheet we keep on all our clients that, that we go through and say, well, here's all the different IRAs. Here's the value. Here's the RMD. Whatever that number is, you can take it out of any one or a combination of those IRAs. As long it doesn't as have to be taken numbers. out of correct. Okay. Yep. And personally, again, how we manage this is that's why we have our now, soon, and later bucket. So we'll right. have a soon and a later IRA. We're calculating the RMD on everything, but then taking it just out of the soon, the more conservative IRA. Sure, that makes sense. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's IRAs. To, right. So to kind of keep it simple a little bit again, so we don't have to, as, as laypersons, we don't have to necessarily worry about calculating that number, right? That's, that's done for us. Is it done for us if we don't well, have an advisor? Yes. And it depends, right? So technically okay. the, from the IRS's viewpoint, it's your responsibility. It's the okay. taxpayer's responsibility. Good to know. Now, that being said, most custodians will provide you um, a letter, an RMD letter that says, okay. They go through the calculation for that account. Sure. You know, for that so I mean, one account, right. Correct. So again, the, you would have to add up all the different RMD amounts and you can then take it out of any one or combination or take the RMD out of each account. Yeah. So again, the IRS tip. really doesn't care, but. Pro tip, another reason to work with an advisor, folks, right? RMDs yep. can get a little sticky, you know. So. And I mean, the custodian doesn't have to do that. You know, and True. not all custodians do. The majority of them do. Okay. The bigger okay. custodians do. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if you think of it, they're they're now taking on some liability if they're telling you here's your RMD and it's wrong because you know oh, good if point. IRS can come back and say, well, this isn't the amount. It should be this. And now you can point to the custodian well, and say, well, you told me. <laughs> yeah. And now with our eighty thousand potential new IRS, <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah, the new IRS. They're going to start looking way, for so. every single little thing they can find. So. Right. Okay. So that's uh, a lot of times though, because we do hear something like 4% on average, you'll hear like an advisor kind of say. Yeah. I mean, it, it starts also 27.4 is the life expectancy at 72. Okay. So rounding it, it's around 4% is where it starts and it goes down from there or goes up from there. Life expectancy goes, goes up down. from there annually. Correct. You have to pull Just a little slightly. bit more each year. Yeah. To, exactly. Slightly. A little bit more yeah. each year. And that's why RMDs typically get larger, grow each year. Um, obviously depending on what's going on in a market and an economy, et cetera, yeah. but yeah. you're only pulling out 4%. So if you're growing at at least a 4% rate, yeah, 
your IRA balance is probably staying the same or growing. And next year you have to take a bigger percentage. Okay. Okay. And and so that you mentioned that was for IRAs, but that is the same thing for a 403B. So 403Bs are are similar where you can aggregate 403Bs and take it out of one or any of them. Okay. 401Ks or other qualified plans are different. Each 401K you have to take an RMD out of. So if you have all 401ks, you know, you've got three former employers, you just left the money there. Yeah. Technically, you have to take an RMD out of each account. Um, Gotcha. So it just becomes a lot more cumbersome. Again, another another reason to potentially roll it into an IRA, (laughs) aggregate everything together, makes it easy, easier, gives you a lot more flexibility. But you know what, Phil, that's a great tax hack, right? Or, you know, I mean, that's that's the name of our show, but that's a great little, little tip because- if you think about it, like you might have four 401ks and you're like, ah, eh, they're fine. You know, I'm just going to leave them there uh, for whatever reason. But then this is a, yet another reason. There's other ones because the fees are typically yep. higher, so on and so forth. So it just gives a kind of a little bit more fuel to say, hey, right. I'm having to pull RMDs from all four of these jokers right. each year. Let's just roll them into an IRA. And even if that's your fourth IRA, to your point, that can get aggregated into one total. So that's From a great calculation. Tip. Yeah. And the tricky thing is with 401ks, um, the, the custodians for, for a 401k are not as likely to tell you what the RMD is. And they don't have to. It's not their responsibility. Technically, again, it's yours as the taxpayer. Yeah. Uh, next thing on my notes here is, is, okay, the conversation that we get, hey, Phil, I don't need it. I don't need the mm-hmm. money. Maybe I've got a pension from one of the automakers or, yep. you know, maybe I, and I've got my social security, our plan that we built, you know, has got me in pretty good shape. I don't really need this extra 10 grand. I used that as a number earlier. We'll just kind of circle back to it. What do I do with this 10 grand if I don't want it? Right. <clears throat> so hopefully you've done planning ahead of time and we know that. So maybe we've done conversions and help prevent you know, those excess, what we call excess RMDs, money right. you really didn't need. Chop them down earlier if you can. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, if you didn't do that um, and you're charitably inclined, then okay. you might want to do what's called a qualified charitable distribution, QCDs. Okay. Um, a couple of caveats with this. I mean, the qualified charitable distribution means it's money that goes from the IRA directly to the charity. Yep. Um, and if you do that, um, it satisfies, number one, the RMD. Okay. So um, it's not taxable to you. Um, or but them, you don't, right? Or, or them. I mean, it's a charity yeah. um, yeah. and you don't get the deduction, okay. but I mean, in today's environment with such a high standard deduction, most people aren't itemizing anyways. True. Yeah. You know, so I mean, if you are charitably inclined, it can be a great tool to use. And we use it with a lot of our clients that, you know, even if they maybe need some money from the IRA, but not all of it, you can designate money up to a hundred thousand a year. Okay. Um, and it doesn't have to just be the amount of the RMD, you know, so if your RMD is to your point 10,000, but you want to give 20, you can do that. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, I was going to ask you, could you break it up if you're charitably yep. minded, but maybe not that charitably minded you're right. like, hey, or I you can do less. I mean, it's, I yeah, do so there's, grand. can I go five to them and five to me? Right. The only okay. caveat is number one it has to be an IRA. So this rule, the QCDs only applies to IRAs, not 401ks, not 403bs, right. qual- other qualified plans. So again, another reason not to maybe leave it there, bring Very it into true. an IRA. You got more rule, more yeah. options. Um, again, only up to a hundred thousand a year. For I mean, most people, that's not going to be a concern. Right. Um, and it has to go directly from the IRA to the charity. 
So yeah, it's not like you can have it go into your account and then right. you turn around and write a check. If you do that, you're going to get the 1099 from the um, the custodian to report the income, and then you're going to have to take the charitable deduction. So gotcha. Yeah. So no touchy. Just set it straight. Yep. And of course, they got to be a qualified charity as well. It's got to, exactly. It's got to be a typical whatever qualifies for yeah. a charitable yeah. deduction. You can't uh, set up your own, uh, you know, uh, online church of the whatever. And right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, kids don't count. So yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, they, they're a charity case. They're, they're a charity, but not that not a, not a qualified charity. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, we're going to break this into two, and I should have probably clarified. I meant two podcasts uh, because there's a lot of information in yeah. here. So the first part, the RMDs on our own accounts. That's what we're going over now. We'll talk about the inherited accounts because it's a little even more sticky. Any other kind of big things here? We talked about the age. We talked mm -hmm. about some of the birthdays and how you have that little caveat of moving it up till April, but then you have to do two. Right. Um, we broke down some of the different kinds of things. Any other stuff that we're missing on this? Any other fine little points or uh, little tips we should look at? No, it's just to me really planning around RMDs. You know, like I said, it's um, this is something we work with with clients on a lot, and we're right. planning for age seventy two. You know, so typically we're working with a client prior to that age, so we're running the math out and saying, okay, well, this is what RMDs look like. You know, sure. all of a sudden you're going to have a you know fifty sixty thousand dollar year RMD, whatever your number is, right. And if that's more than what you need, now let's backtrack and start doing some planning. So that's where leads us right into Roth conversions and better planning around that to move yeah. money out of those IRAs. Because remember, again, the RMD is calculated based on balance in the wow. IRA account on December 31st for the prior year. So if we've done a conversion we've lowered the balance of that account, therefore lowered future RMDs. Yeah, another great point there. And I was going to ask you about the 72 thing as it got me thinking as you were mm -hmm. talking. So if if we're trying to be effective and do some tax planning or saying, hey, yes, I do, it does make sense to let's get rid of some of these 401ks, let's convert them into, you know, a, an IRA or let's then take the IRA and convert them to a Raw, Roth or whatever. Um, do we have to do that? Is there a time limit? So let's just go back to that. I'm turning 72 this mm -hmm. year. Uh, in November. Do I have to get all that done prior to turning 72? No, no. no. I mean, 72, okay. the RMD age just means That's you just have to start taking in. the money, right? Okay. So we have a lot of clients that um, we've done planning and we're doing conversions even after RMDs. It's okay. just now that we've got to that stage, the RMD has to come out. It's taxable income. We can't convert it. What we end up doing then is, is we'll use that money to pay the taxes on any other money we're doing conversions. Gotcha. In that year. Okay. But yeah, but yeah it, 72 isn't like a cutoff to say, nope, sorry, whatever's there. You can no longer stuck. convert after 72, right? You yeah. can still roll over and combine and take money out of the 401ks and put it into, you know, IRAs, uh, do conversions, things like yeah. that. It's just, you have to now start taking required distribution. So it's part of that equation. That. Yeah. Right. Until, until you've reduced that account to zero, basically, you've got to start satisfying exactly. those required minimum distributions. And, uh, and I just wanted to clarify that for those folks who sometimes yep. we get those questions too. It's like, oh, well, I'm 73. Can I no longer Roth? Oh, uh, there's nothing I can do. No, there's still potential opportunity. Yeah. It's just okay. you, unfortunately, now you have yourself locked into this stream of income that we can't right. do anything about that today. Right. You know, so for this year, next year, it's it's we can start to maybe reduce it over time with conversions, but we now have an extra stream of income, taxable income that um, 
probably is going to push you into a higher bracket, you know, all the other factors that go in with that. Gotcha. Okay. So a lot of good information here on the podcast this week when it comes to RMDs, again, about our own accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you have any questions, if you need some help, they're obviously very, they can get a little sticky. There's a lot of great points that Phil made this week about how to maybe kind of uh, unstick some of that, if you will. It is a hefty penalty. So if we do go back to that conversation yep. that we use of, let's say 10 grand is what you owe for the RMD this year and you don't get it done, uh, then right. it's 10 grand plus 50% plus yep. the taxes. Yeah. So you, you have to take it. It's not like, Oh, you know, I got away with it. Nope. They'll, they catch you. You now have to take the RMD. You still have to pay the tax on it, probably yep. penalty and interest because it's late. And there's a 50% penalty of what the RMD is. So now let, let's throw, let's throw the IRS a bone here, Phil, though, yep. because we all, we all tend to think of them as heartless. You actually can, if you do mess up, you actually can, there's a form you can fill out to say, I screwed up and I missed it. And they may uh, waive that, but, right. they, but you have to go through a little process to do that. Yeah. And, and typically as long as they haven't found it yet and, yeah. and you make corrective action, even without right. going through the form, you make the corrective action, take the RMD, mm -hmm. you're okay. Yeah. You know, I, I personally I have not seen a scenario. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've not seen a scenario where the IRS has come in and actually assessed a fifty percent penalty. Uh -huh. um, they can't. They you know, can't. And know. that that's why. Um, and I don't know if many of the the viewers realize this form fifty four ninety eight, which I get calls all the time of. You know, it comes out in May. Um, that's when technically the custodians have to generate it, and they're like, "Oh, I got a tax form. It's late." No, it doesn't really matter. But that's why that form was um, required of the custodians and uh, 15, uh, 20 years ago when they started it, because the IRS up to that point had no idea what was sitting in these 401ks and IRA accounts. They yeah. didn't know. Yeah. So now they know. And, and now they have the information they need to calculate what the RMD should be and, and can start to match that up. Okay. So with this IRS army that potentially is coming our way, I think um, this is going to be one of the areas they're going to focus on, because like sure. I said, I've. I've not seen any action from uh, an IRS on any client yeah. that has missed RMDs. You know, well, I've had clients that have come to me that oh, our former, you know, uh, custodian or advisor, or whatever, didn't do it, and we've yeah. helped them get caught up and get things corrected. Gotcha. Okay, um, and never heard anything. So. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. So we'll yeah finish with that thought by saying, yeah, I mean, you've got a thirty trillion dollars in debt and forty trillion dollars sitting out there in retirement accounts. Yep. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, so where are they going to start looking? You know, there's lots of places they're going to start looking. So again, yep. great topic this week. We're going to do it again next week, but this time we're going to focus on the inherited accounts. So like right. if you're leaving your uh, 401k or your IRA to your family. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that next week. So make sure you tune in for that podcast. Check that one out. Again, if you got questions, need some help, reach out to Phil. Stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Uh, don't forget that you can, you know, always just reach out to him. Of course, you can find all that information there. Uh, you can always call him at 248-888-7530. It's 248-888-7530, especially if you've got questions around this. It's a big deal. So yep. make sure that you're doing it properly. Phil, thanks for breaking it down and providing some tax hacks this week. Not a problem. I always appreciate you, my friend. I'll see you, you next too. time. We'll do it all again right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil? 
investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.